It's Oklahoma Archery. Everything archery based out of Oklahoma for Oklahoma. Let's get it started. I was going to say nickel, Neil. Where'd that come from? Oh, I was five points short of winning the Kansas ASA this weekend. Okay. I had I, I, the guy had he had me by five, but I had him by three twelves. So if I'd have cleaned up some, if I'd have cleaned up some ugly ones, I might have had me a little rinky dink belt buckle. But uh, dang it, we're nickel nil this week. Welcome everybody to another Oklahoma Archery Podcast. We have got not one but two guests today. We'd like to. Well, let's just kick it off once. I'm David Bosca. I'm Neil Cooley. Budget with uh, day now, Brian Thomas. All right, Neil, you want to tell us what you know about these fellers? They're up here joining us in this great podcast. Yeah, they're uh, up around the uh, northeastern part of the state, and they've been putting on quite a few events. Um, pretty much all summer, shooting a lot of 3D. Um, not your conventional ASA shoot, more about uh, shooting through a little bit of brush. A lot of guys shooting hunting bows. Um, something cool they've been doing is they've been paying out daily jackpots. So instead of going fighting it out all weekend and wait until Tuesday or Wednesday to get your 30, $45, whatever it is, they're doing it individual by day. So probably a lot easier to, to run. Um, reason we wanted to have them on this time of year is they are getting ready to host the first, uh, tell me if I get this wrong. It's, uh, the shot 3d experience down in Hugo at the end of the month. Yes, sir. All right. Gentlemen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? And heck, what we're here for. Tell us what you're shooting. All right. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Budgick. I'm from Claremore, Oklahoma, Chelsea area. Grew up there. Um, the property that we do our 3D shoots on is, is actually the property that I grew up as a kid. Uh, it's 20 acres. Um, it's enough land. We can, we can do a pretty easy 20, sometimes 25 shot course. Um, been shooting archery since about 20 years old. Um, Brian Thomas actually introduced me to archery. So we've been friends for about 23 years now. And uh, he introduced me to bow hunting and I've been loving it ever since. I currently shoot a RX-7 Ultra as my 3D and hunting setup. Um, running the Victory XV arrows, pushing about 462 on the grains. Uh, max self veins. I'm getting about 305 feet per second out of it. Um, 80 pound limbs. Uh, so it's my dual 3d and hunting setup, um, a three pin XL lens slide and Hamsky Epsilon rest. So you shoot in the bow hunter classes in the ASA. Uh, I shoot open. Uh, what is it? Oh, a known 45. In okay. ASA. And I've only shot a couple ASA events. I don't hit all of them. I'm usually running a 3D event at my place when there's an ASA qualifier going yeah. on. So um, we we sneak around and try to hit the other 3D courses when we're not putting one on. But we've been pretty hot and heavy this year. So not a lot of opportunities for us. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Brian, tell us about yourself. Well, I graduated from Salina, Oklahoma, but I'm from this little town. You might have heard of it. They got a barbecue stand there. Um, it's kind of kind of well known butcher barbecue stand. I'm, I live in Wellston right now, um, where your 
where you're there from. But uh, yeah, so I've been shooting, man, since I was about 14, 15 years old. My dad bought me a Browning Nomad. Uh, I shot that thing till it blew up on me. Um, I'd probably still be shooting it today if it hadn't done that. So I'm, I'm the tightwad of the bunch and I will shoot arrows out of buckets. I'm, I'm, I'm not the, the geek that, that does all this stuff. That's, that's my buddy Jeremy here. He gets me set up. Um, but I'm shooting a Hoyt Torex right now with a CBE Trek Pro. I'm shooting a lens on it. Uh, eight power, clarifier, all that good stuff. I, uh, am loving it right now. It's, uh, Anything under 20, it's kind of a pain in the butt right now. I'm, I'm learning that. We had an alligator shot this weekend at about five yards, and I I, I 15'd it, but thank goodness. Uh, I mean, I was inside that thing floating around. But anyway, uh, been shooting that for – I just started that February and uh, just now getting getting a hold of it and liking it. So Sweet. Well, so well, for those of you that don't know at home, he's – talking about the 15 ring on the uh it was the deerman's shoot you guys went down to their world championship world yes worlds okay so deerman's for everybody that doesn't know they take your old regular 3d targets and they re-inject them with foam once they get a little bit worn out and they carve out uh, it's pretty cool how they do it um they kind of solidify it and they take it down smooth and he'll either take an angle grinder or a burner on there and he'll carve out Tell me if I'm wrong. 15 for the heart, 12 for the lungs, 10 for the liver. And the thing about the Deerman's is a wound shot or a body shot is actually a negative five points that is how is they correct. how they score those. So what before we get into y'all's big event coming up, what did you guys think of the Deerman's? Was that the first one you'd shot or have you been to them before? Uh, well, we shot the state in Hugo a few weeks ago and then uh, did the Worlds in Ada this weekend or this past weekend. Um, we've also shot one last year. I think it was the world's yeah, last world. year. So we've only done three of them and I like the uniqueness about it. It's kind of a, they, they do the, like the true hunting kill zone. Um, it's a high risk, high reward. If you go for those 15s and you're like, like me, it was, I had five shots. That was like an eighth of an inch out of that 15. It's a 20 point swing on your scorecard and that'll eat your lunch. I shot really, really well this weekend. I just had quarter inch out of that 15 on five of them that cost me a hundred points so um it's a it's a different uh different than what we're used to and we kind of like that you know we like to go around doing different things i like to shoot the asas i like to shoot the brush busters that we do and i like shooting uh, the the deermans as well yeah man we, ha we have fun with those it's it and it's funny because sometimes your score really isn't in indicative of how good you shot. Because like he said, we had some quartering shots that you you may be right on the money, but you're just outside the line. And that's a negative five. I mean, you're you're anywhere else. You're good to go. You're scoring. But, man, it, it's tough on some of those. And they've got some seated shots, some some shooting through brush, some uphill, downhill, hard quartering. So you'd call it technical if you were, oh, yeah. you know, had never seen that before. Yep, sure. No wide open lanes. <laughs> Makes it easy on the guy with the weed eater. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Well, how how'd you both end up? Did you uh, did you crack the top ten? Uh, I I came in eighth. Um, yeah. One of was, our. I think yeah. I was sixteenth. One of our other 
odd vein out guys actually came in second and uh my sister on the women's unknown came in second as well so odd vein out brought brought back two buckles there you go i think my buddy uh my buddy travis had ended up third and he said there was 43 in his class i was like golly that's some yeah that's 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 pretty that's pretty deep yep yeah yep especially for something i mean it might be the world championships but if it's you know ada's a couple hours from oklahoma city that's that's yeah. local right in your backyard you know that's you know, yeah. 43 we didn't we didn't sniff that at the asa this year so that's exactly. that's a pretty good turnout um they're uh they're, they've got some interesting classes i, I know they're they're unknowns like 30 yards max and they've got like your average joe's class and your advanced and you know kid, like a couple like two or three different kids divisions based on age so they're they're a pretty cool organization i've met the guy um colton a couple of times that yeah. runs he's he's pretty interesting yeah <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they have this they have a bunch of classes, man. Like, uh, if you don't know what to shoot, you will be even more confused when you read how many classes they have because you definitely won't know what one to shoot then. Um, but there's a lot of them for for guys that just getting into it, beginner. They have a beginner co-ed class. Like, it's it's good for people that, to just get to get a bow in their hand and, and start shooting something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they make it fun, and, and it's always just like anywhere we go usually, man. We run into people we, we, we've we seen before or been to our shoots, and, and we just have a good time with it. I always hear from people that are just getting into it. A lot of hesitancy to go to these big shoots, and, you know, it might be it might be world championships, but there's probably a division for people that have never been to a tournament, you know, and it's it, it's a good icebreaker to try to get people – you know, oh, it's a big tournament. I'm, you know, I'm not dialed in at 40. And it's like, well, yeah. you might not even have to shoot 40, you know, yeah. just dial your 20 in and send it. Yep. Yeah. My, my sister, uh, she shot the unknown class um, for the first time ever. She's never done that um, Sunday or Saturday. Yeah. And uh, so that was a completely new, nerve wracking for her, but she actually did pretty good. And I mean, second place out of all the girls there. So, um, after the shoot, she was like, man, I'm really glad I challenged myself and stepped out my comfort zone and tried something different. So we go to these other shoots, uh, both locally, you know, Wagner and there's one in Big Creek, um, the Deermans, uh, mostly, you know, because we want to try to grow the sport. We try to support the other 3D ranges as much as we can when we're not having a 3D shoot ourselves. So let's talk about your range. How, how, how long have you been doing it? Uh, a year and a half. We, we kind of soft opened last year and this was our 2023 was our first full year of going, um, all in with it. Tell, tell us the basic rules of it. Um, one arrow, two arrow, three arrow scoring distances. Um, some of the classes, tell us some about it. Yeah. So, with an odd vein out course, we do uh, center 12s on everything. That's how we score. So we might have some ASA scoring rings. We might have some IBO and universals out there. It's a mix of different kind of targets, Reinhardt's and Deltas. Um, we have about 35 different targets that we change up each week. So one of the unique things about our course is you'll never see the same setup from one event to the next. We change every shot angle and every target out in a different location on our course. So every time we send an event out, it's a lot of work on our end to set the course different than anything we've done before. And then um, pick it up afterwards. We don't leave our targets out 
um, send them and leave them. We pick them up after each event. Um, it's a brand new course. So you get a unique look at a, a different course every time you come out. Um, as far as ranges go, anywhere from we have a trad class that's maximum of 25 yards. You might get some that are 10 or 15 yards. Then we have a bow hunter class, which is basically fixed pins, um, short stabilizers. That class is between 30 and 45 yards in range. And then our open class, which is if you have a movable site and or lenses and or long stabilizers, uh, that puts you anywhere between short might be 30, 35, and the long up to 75 or 80 yards on that class. We stretch them out um, really far. <laughs> a lot of guys, we kind of tested the water with that, and a lot of guys um, just that's what they want to see at our course is long bombs. So we try mm -hmm. to get three or four shots in there that are in the 60, 70. This weekend we're going to push into the 80 range uh, for the open class. So there'll also be some tight windows shooting through brush, um, tight window trees, some elevated shots, um, hard quartered. We like to quarter our targets a lot. Like it's, it's not an easy course. If you can get good on the odd vein out course, you're going to, you're going to feel like you're, um, shooting an easy course on an ASA event. <laughs> and that's no, that's yeah. not to throw shade at ASA. <laughs> that's just to say like, it will make you better for an ASA event. Like we have a lot of guys that come every weekend, both Saturday and Sunday to practice up for an ASA shoot because yeah. it's going to challenge them um, to aim smaller or, or thread the needle. So I tell so my friends that you have your shoots. Uh, well, we pretty much opened in April, yeah. Mar March or April. Um, and done one every two weekends since. Okay. This weekend will be our last event for the year um, on our home range. Then we will be focusing on the big shoot that we're doing in Hugo, which is called Shot. And then after that, it's uh, it's on to hunting for us. We're yeah. hunting boys. So September 1, we'll be traveling to Nebraska to chase some muleys. The odd vein out group will be. Um, and after that, it's, you know, bow hunting in Oklahoma. We might have a surprise event somewhere between mid-September and mid-October if we can figure out a weekend to throw a, you know, one last bow bash or something um, on the home range. But we're really focusing on hunting after September 1. What Those got you – yeah, what got you excited or what got you thinking, hey, I'm going to open up a 3D range, but I'm going to open up a 3D range that ain't like anything else in Oklahoma. Well, well – I mean, I'll be honest with you. The inspiration for it was um, after our first TAC event that we went to. So what we're trying to do is uh, recreate the environment that we felt attending a TAC event in Broken Bow. Uh, and then when I say the environment, what I mean is like the atmosphere where everybody's just smiling, have a good time. You might lose some arrows. Um but that environment and atmosphere that we felt and just having fun shooting, we came back home and we started buying 3D targets just to do it in our own backyard. And then it kind of grew from doing that to, hey, let's put on a let's put on a shoot and invite people. Yeah. And that grew to like, let's do this every two weekends. Yeah. So that's kind of that was the inspiration, man. It was the environment and atmosphere that we felt where everybody was 
part of one community, the archery community, and having a good time, high-fiving when you might miss uh, a target and shoot into a tree and just laugh it off, um, but really kind of challenging your your limits as well. Yeah, and it is kind of to expand on a little bit of what, what Jerry was saying there. We, it's awesome to us that when we have guys that have never shot our course come out and they're like, got their hands up in the air like oh we lost three arrows but that was awesome like that's that's the stuff that we like that's the stuff that gets us going and wants us to to make the next course even harder and even better um because that's how we felt when we were there we're like oh man i've never shot 90 yards in my life across the lake um but you know tack hey they threw that out we're like okay cool so we started trying to not replicate but make it Oklahoma's version, Oklahoma style of, of that, you know, and, and like Jeremy said, the atmosphere. And I think that's what really gets people coming back is, man, we, we love interacting and we love seeing the kids and we love seeing the wife. Real quick plug here. Uh, we have a giveaway, in fact, for a diamond bow that we're doing at our shoots for women and children. They show up. They don't even have to shoot. They get entered, and we're going to draw that for, for them at the end of the year. And it's more of a thing to just, hey, get the whole family involved. And uh, so last week, this is coming up is the last weekend for that. So women, children, come on out and see us. Well, that's cool. That's really cool. At your uh, state championship, is, is it a state championship? Is that what you're calling your Hugo shoot? No, uh, the Hugo shoot is just a uh, – it's called SHOT, and that stands for Shooters, Hunters, Outdoors, and Tradition. We partnered with the Rogue Archer out of Hugo and the Last, Air, or, yeah, last, the last Arrow. Arrow out of Paris, Texas, two separate ranges that we partnered with, and we all had the same vision. We kind of met them at TAC and was like, hey, man, wouldn't it be cool to do this? And um, it's kind of one of the visions that Odd Vane Out had at the very beginning of starting our group was – to have some type of um, two or three day event that we teamed up with some other ranges, put on a, like a local um, park or something, kind of like a miniature attack event um, where we had multiple courses and food and vendors there. And they had the same vision. So when we got to talking, we're like, hey, man, we have the same goals in line. And we partnered with them uh, to put this shot event on in Hugo. It's Again, family is our big thing. We want, you know, husbands and wives and kids. It's a fun shoot. There's no jackpot involved. It's uh, four separate courses. We have a ton of sponsors and giveaways to do. It's just to go out and have fun with archery and hopefully grow the sport. Are you going to have awards just like it's yours both days or, going, or is it going to be? Uh, so with the shot event, there'll be at least eight different novelty shots where you can win prizes. And then we also have some daily giveaways that'll be random drawings, uh, but there won't be any awards like for a competition. It's a fun shoot. If you want to do a novelty shot, like maybe kind of like what we do is a long dot shot. And if you hit the 12 ring at 80 yards, your name is entered to win this prize. We'll have plenty of those to give away. Um, our sponsors packages are really starting to line up really cool. We're giving away a Matthews phase four, a uh, brand new bow from Buckhorn Archery out of Antlers or Atoka. Yep. I think he's from Atoka. Um, I haven't been in that shop, but um, 
Yeah, man, we have lots of giveaways. So they will be priced, like the novelty shots will be priced very affordable. And that's the other thing that we're trying to focus on is um, a price point. Like it's $30 for a two-day pass to get into the shot. Actually, they, you, need, yeah. you, need a, you need to edit that. We need to make a ticker. It's 30 days for a one-day pass. Um, for one. 50 for two-day pass. So it's very affordable. Uh, the novelty shots will be very affordable as well. We want people to be engaged and uh, participate. So um, that's the one thing we didn't like about TAC was it's a little expensive to go to and it's hard to get in. And the knock times are kind of frustrating. We won't have knock times at thought. It's, it's a come in and you can run through any course you want to at any time you want to. This this sounds like a lot better setup for a tax style event because I, I've gotten dragged to it the last two years. My buddy from Tulsa, Josh Vire, and every year I tell him I don't ha I got I got a competition bow with skinny arrows that I can't be launching into trees. And my hunting bow is set up with uh, I shoot full metal jackets. So those don't do so great on trees either. And every year I end up scrambling to throw something together just with some old arrows that I can go shoot it at. And it's like seven eight hundred dollars for a cabin two or three hundred dollars for three days knock times we never got the ones we wanted and it, it's an ordeal dude it's fifteen hundred dollars to go break two hundred dollars worth of arrows i'm like i can just shoot them in the ground at home for free and we'll just call it good you know but hey, 50 bucks a in the shorter drive I have a little tip for you, though, on the, the arrows and the trees. If you keep them out of the trees and into the foam, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I shot the same tree <laughs> on a wide open downhill goat. I was uh, I was just dropping my arm instead of bending down. I was just yeah. dropping yeah. it this way and shanking everything to the right. Dave and I have talked about this in the past. He had me standing on top of his forklift shooting pallets on yeah. the ground. So this was uh, when was it back in April at March and April. Yeah. So a little bit, a little bit of form check happened in there, but I yeah. shot the same tree twice in a row in the same spot. Mm -hmm. I think I actually hit my first arrow in the tree with my second arrow. And they're like, are you sure you're dialed in with that thing? Cause I'm out there with, 24 inch front bar, 15 inch back bar, seven power lens, clarifier, you know, the full target hunting hybrid rig just yeah. out there having $1,500 of not fun. Yeah. So, you know, $50 for, for a trickle start on, on something like that sounds a lot more doable for your, your everyday working guy. Yeah. And you know, if, if a course looks like it's, um, a little clogged up there's three other courses that you can go to and come back to this one like we don't have a any knock times we were all in agreement to be against that we wanted to be able to just once you're in the gate you can go through whatever course you want to at any time you want to go hit the novelty shots the vendor booths we'll have food trucks there there is camping on site we have over 700 acres that is dedicated to us um, at the hugo lake for this event and there's plenty of camping around within probably two minute drive of yeah. where we'll be having close. this event. It's very close. There's also cabins available. They're kind of primitive, but uh, if you look on the 20, 24 left, last I checked, yeah, 24 cabins left that are very affordable. What are they 30, 50 bucks a night? Yeah, I, I think the the primitive cabins, which are, are kind of an open floor plan uh, for couple nights is going to cost you probably a hundred bucks or so some, somewhere in there. Um, but they had 24 of those left 
last I checked. So if you're kind of wanting those, you might want to jump on that. They're probably going to go fast. So. And then the other reason we chose Hugo Lake was also uh, we had some other options, but um, Paris, Texas is like within 20, 25 minutes of the the grounds that we'll be shooting on. So Paris offers a lot of amenities that if you wanted Airbnb, hotels, uh, restaurants, if you wanted to do the, the full experience in two days, um, some of the other locations that we were looking at, Robbers Cave, um, just didn't offer anything close by for amenities for people. So Paris, Texas is an Air, Airbnb town and uh, they plenty of restaurants and civilization there, not too far away. When you guys chose Hugo for a site, did they give you um, did they give you permission to clear lanes if you needed to, or did they say basically unless it's deadfall, leave it alone? Uh, they gave us uh, some freedom to clear lanes. We can't go in there and with a dozer or or <laughs> tractor and brush hog, but um, they're allowing us to drive side by sides through there and kind of pack down a trail, loppers to you know trim limbs up. Um, we're going to try to set all of our courses up to be walkthrough courses as much as possible. Uh, we do have a lot of, a lot of freedom with the, uh, wildlife department. Okay. I know that was a, that was a pretty big sticker on tack from years past. They had a little bit of leeway to clear some lanes and the last two years been a little, a little brushy up there on the hill. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's not picking which lane to shoot through. It's picking which limb to shoot through. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, it's going to go over that one. It's going to clear that one. And I hit one. I didn't even see. I don't even yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know if that arrow's landed yet. Honestly, it might be in orbit. All right, guys, yeah. do y'all go shoot your own shoots or are you plan on shooting this and that? Hugo, you figure you're going to be too busy. Uh, Hugo might be tough, man. <laughs> We're going to be pretty busy. We're setting up over a hundred targets. Um, and then, I don't know. It, we would love to, but that—that's a lot of. Uh, we got a lot of work ahead of us, and we have a great crew uh, between us, the Rogue Archer, and uh, Kevin with uh, Last Arrow. We, we've got a lot of hands on deck, but it's still running a major event. So um, I don't know. We might be able to break away and put a bow in one of our hands and kind of walk the course. That's something we do at Odd Vein Out. Um, every course that we set up back home. We take turns, get a bow in our hands, and walk the course while there's people shooting our tournaments, and like shoot with them, interact with them, you know, get their ideas of what we could do better, and um, we really try to interact with our customers as much as possible. I can see teaming up with different trad um, organizations too. That would really be yeah. a lot of fun for them. Well, yeah. so one of our courses is a trad dedicated course out of the four courses one's dedicated completely to trad shooters so yep. they don't have to worry about the old compound guys taking their time ranging and looking through the binoculars and sitting there yeah uh, that, that's a stickler for trad guys you know so they want to they just <laughs> roll up there and shoot and go um, yeah that so, was that was one of the big factors in that is we had some guys that you know feedback and that's one of the, the some of the feedback was, oh, you know, it takes 10 hours for you guys, you you compound guys to shoot. So so we wanted to stick one and cater directly to them. Um, that's something that the other just didn't do. So we, we catered just one course for them. We also want them to shoot the other courses. But this one that we're setting up here is going to be just for track. Yeah, that's not to say they can't shoot 
or run through any of the other three courses, but they have the opportunity to have a course there that's dedicated to them that um, won't get clogged up with the compound guys. Well, marketing, how I'm just curious for other folks that want to start up or do a little course, how y'all marketing this bigger event? Where are you advertising at? Are you, are you just going social media? What, what's your, what, what are you trying to do here? Yeah, it's, uh, Almost 100% social media, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, um, teaming up with two other ranges. They, you know, they have their social media as well. So we're hitting uh, the followers of those guys um, down south and in Texas. And then our followers, we have a pretty good following of social media. Um, and then we are, you know, doing this podcast. And I was fixing to say doing a podcast. We're, uh, we, we got a slot on a radio station down in Paris, Texas, that um, Kevin will be doing some advertising down there, you know. So we we find a lot of success for a lot of vein out with our social media. So we don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, it's, it's cheap. It does take time. We have to, you know, shoot the reels and put that, you know, the ads together to get on social media, but uh, we have a really good media girl um, that that does that for us. She's really good at that. Well, I, so, I don't it, know much of it to, to keep asking questions, fellas. Um, I, I haven't shot 3D, and my last 3D shoot was probably, I'm guessing, 2002. Well, yeah. it sounds like you're due. I I don't know about that. I kind of like I like my <laughs> air conditioning. I like my heating. Um, I got you. I, I am a paper puncher. That's about all that I do anymore. Um, but uh, so tell tell everyone where on Facebook, where on IG, where can you, where can they go read about this? Okay, so um, we got a couple different places. Of course, Odd Vein Out Archery on Instagram and Facebook. You'll get all the details for shot at that um, site. We also have a Facebook site dedicated to shot, and it's called Shot the 3D Experience on Facebook. Um, the Rogue Archer on Facebook and Instagram, and the Last Arrow on Facebook and Instagram. So those are all your choices. Um, all of those places you can find the pre-registration site. And I highly recommend doing the pre-registration. Yeah. Um, that ends August 1st. So after August 1st, it'll be pay at the gate and prices will go up about 10 bucks per day. So if you pre-register, you get a little discount. Um, that helps us determine how big this is going to be and how many people we can expect and uh, you know, we're, we're trying to line out some vendors and food trucks. So if you want to do some barbecue, David, that'd be great. You know, come down and sell some barbecue. Exactly. What weekend is it? We haven't set a date yet. Yep. It's, uh, August 19th and 20th, um, from sunup till 3 PM. So what that means when I say 3 PM, you can start shooting as late as 3 PM. We're not going to run you off the course after three, but we're not going to allow any uh, shooters to start shooting after three and that would give us time to kind of clear the course in the evening uh, make sure there's nobody left out there on the course after dark um, it is part of Hugo Lake that's in a park that has a security gate so after 10 o'clock you will not be able to get in 
you can you can leave, but you can't come in after ten. So you're gonna have any festivities going on with the food trucks after the that, or or is it gonna be slowly start shutting it down? Everybody can go back to the rooms and uh, to be determined. We've got some some irons in the fire that we're trying to finalize, and we're not ready to um, announce just yet until it fully materializes. Okay. I was kind of and on the pre-register thing. Uh, if everybody gets on there and starts to pre-register, we might end up having a little surprise for you guys that get pre-registered. So I would jump on that too. Um, we've got a lot of awesome giveaways, man. Um, from our novelty shots to just to just regular door prizes, we've had tremendous uh, response with people wanting to be a part of this. Um, and Has we're triple going over CR3 stepped up? Not yet, but you know we're hoping. Yeah. We're hoping that something happens. Sandbaggers, they're <laughs> sandbagging. <Hell yeah. laughs> Maybe yeah. they can help out with the pre-registration. Oh, oh we'll, yeah. put, there we go. we'll there put, we go. put up a uh, put up a door prize. Come on a uh, come on a all in, all inclusive guided bow hunt in early October. Triple early C R trip. Okay. Uh, early October. Yeah, I'm tagged out before the frost hits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm opposite. I'd rather hunt in the frost than in the heat. So. Yeah. Well, I got me. Uh, I got me one of those uh, uh, body suits. It's like a suitcase. Kind of, it's like a. It's like a zip up thing. Looks like a, a camouflage mummy suit. And uh, turn my heated vest on in there. It it gets okay. It's pretty pretty good time to take a nap. But staying awake. Yeah, it's it's hard to be cold and comfy at the same time. Gotcha. Man, um, are you guys having a, a local shop there that's going to have like a bow press or anything for breakdowns come? Are you going to have like a trailer or anything like that? Yeah, that's uh, that's another thing that we're working on. We're trying to get Buckhorn Archery to do that. It's really difficult to ask a bow shop to do something like what you're talking about mm -hmm. uh, in August. It's the peak time of the year for them. Uh, so if we don't have it, for this event uh, next year, better planning. Uh, we'll, we're going to try to do these events like March and April and May next year. So this is something that we're like already in the works of putting on a scheduled shot event, um, possibly in multiple states for next year. Oh wow! So you guys, if you hit if you hit a certain number of um, participants, you're looking at doubling up next year, or even three and four or five events. So you guys are you guys are thinking long term. We're we're all in, man. Like honestly, we're we've we've gotten a lot of good response out of yeah. this. Um, we got some really awesome sponsors that are like willing to see this through to multiple events in multiple states potentially next year. So. I think there's, I think there's definitely that slice of the market for it because uh, I got a buddy that loves going to tack. He'll hit San Antonio, Tennessee, Colorado, and if you give that to, opportunity to guys here locally at a fraction of the cost, I think it's going to be because right now everybody's getting ready to rig up for hunting season, and it's right. you know the timing's perfect. Like the the OSAA always has the broadhead shoot in early August, and that's your yeah. get on get 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 your broadheads tuned into July early. Don't be September thirtieth out there trying to tune broadheads, yep. you know. But early in the season, even better because yep. you know, uh, and 
my side of the world, a lot of people are shooting tournament archery, 3D, all summer field, stuff like that. And that hunting bow kind of gets pushed to the back burner. And it's like, man, you got to get it. You got to get a jump on it. You got to keep it rigged up. You got to get your arrows tuned and all this kind of stuff. So I, I definitely hear what you're saying about having shops at a disadvantage to, you know, give up a press, give up one of their techs. Um, we will have on. a, at a very minimum, we'll have some tailgate equipment uh, for in, in case of emergency stuff. We we have a couple bow techs that are on our staff that can help out with, if you have a D-loop problem or even if you need uh, to use a press and put a, a peep in, we'll have that capability, but we're not sure we'll have an actual bow shop like cutting arrows and selling arrows to uh, the guys yet. We're still working on that. Well, if you if you clear the lanes a little bit better than tack, you probably <laughs> you probably might be able to make it through the weekend on four or yeah. five. But yeah. I uh, I know some guys, myself included, that brought a full dozen and came back with you know thirteen or fourteen of them. Shout out to shout out to Dan Gaston for selling me two dozen arrows for a little bit of nothing. <laughs> took some took some black eagle carnivores out there and absolutely abused them. You know, it's like. Well, fletched them all up pretty and i don't know where half of them ended up i came back with pieces of them i'm like okay i'm gonna pull that bushing out of that arrow and i think that point's good over there and yeah yeah it's like just it's the graveyard of arrow parts at the end of that event so you know it's it's a good time but i I definitely think you're going to see a lot more willingness to participate when you're doing it a lot more local not having to travel three states away and um hope you guys have you know just more people there than you were ready for because that means the next year you get to do you know a little bit more and a little bit more every year so um what other uh what other shoots do you guys have coming up you you know i said you you said you were going to do one this coming weekend be your last one for the year and then maybe one more yeah uh, we're we're advertising this as our last one um this weekend for odd vein out uh, but there, there's a chance after we get back from our Nebraska mule deer hunt that, you know, things can kind of settle down. We might put one in between mid September and mid October, uh, here locally. You just kind of have to see how it plays out. Okay. Did you ever do a broadhead shoot? We haven't yet. Nope. We might look into that though. Some of those, some of those old forgotten targets that could use a little, little fresh yeah. foam injection. Yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. Ideas, man. Like I said, this was our first full year. Um, we've done very well um, for what we wanted to do, and man, there's just so many, so many things out there to do. Um, uh, the sky's the limit for Odd Vein out. But um, uh, real quick on the shot. Now, shots got. A ceiling here, guys. Um, we got a lot of great sponsors. Holiday Auto Group sponsoring us here. We got Buckhorn Archery, Unbound Bowstrings, uh, Antlers Motorsports, the Deermans. They're actually going to be a sponsor for the trad. Um, Bill Sporting Good, Muley Freak, Will Stop Targets, Red Arrow Sense, and I'm sure we are adding some more in the next couple of days. Um, just waiting on a few things. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's getting exciting on our end. So, well, congratulations on that. That's a huge feat to overtake or to undertake with, um, you know, not running a whole bunch of 3d ranges or getting into it just in the last six to 10 months and 
then decide to pull off something like this, man, my hat's off to you, fellas. It, Thank it's you. Uh, it's been a challenge. It's a lot of work, a lot of irons in the fire, but um, we enjoy it. And we got some good help. Um, the shot team, when I say that, you know, odd vein out, the rogue archer, last arrow, the three of us combined have been um, hitting the ground, boots on the ground hard. Um, yeah. we, we've gotten a, Brian mentioned our, our current sponsors, and we've probably got that many or more that we're working with um, over the phone via email, like finalizing some stuff. So we'll be bringing some more to the table. Uh, just really good response. And, man, the archery community is just – it really melts my heart yeah. to see how great this community is. Uh, our patrons at All Being Out, like, it really puts a smile on my face. The guys I see every every weekend that we put one on – the return customers, the the kids that come out, the wives that come out just to they, they're not even shooting. They're just hanging, hanging out with the husbands. And and we have guys with babies and strollers shooting <laughs> our courses like it's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, you that's what it's about. It is ultimately yeah. family. And and if you take one element of the family away, well, the guy or the gal, they just can't shoot. Mm-hmm. So you got to do, you got to be able to have all of it. So I think yeah. that's really cool that you've embraced that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it a lot, makes it a lot easier to get people out because, you know, you got softball practice and cheerleading okay. and football and everything else. And it's like, well, you know, I, I got to a certain point where it's like, you can play spring baseball or you can hunt turkeys. But if you're, if you're playing sports, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna interfere with your time in the woods and yeah. we'll see how that turned out. <laughs> especially with the shot i mean you're you're going up against school i mean it's oh, yeah. getting yeah. started again so yeah, yeah that's hey. something there too it is but uh it, it's something that like i said this is gonna our, it's our first one um sky's the limit next year uh we're making through this one and like i said so far the response has been just uh awesome sponsor in and pre-registrations i mean we get to look at those as they come in and things are looking good shaping up so uh, uh we're loving it we 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 welcome the challenge that's it's what we love that's the whole thing uh we like jeremy mentioned earlier with with the rogue uh, archer and last arrow archery kevin holiday that guy man he's his enthusiasm is what gets us through all this man that guy is something else so can't wait for you guys to meet him he, he is he's definitely one you guys need to have one here so well cool what are you guys planning on doing this winter to kind of keep this momentum going are you going to hit some indoor shoots and shake some hands uh, and meet some people or well, i mean after deer, after deer season neil, yeah. neil you're going to have to help me out on that i don't know anything <laughs> about indoor so maybe maybe you can guide me on some indoor stuff yeah. i'd love to uh, Shoot them at the middle till they tell you to quit. Basically, yeah. I mean, <laughs> in indoors, yeah. usually uh, you see a, a real slow, slow response. You know, low attendance while deer season's going. October, November, it's pretty sparse, and you get into December, January, and it's like I start coming out of the woodworks. You know, I've seen people that used to never shoot it that are absolutely killers now and you hope it's that time where you kind of refine your shot process and find that you know keep that fire going keep the bow in your hand and you see some guys that don't show up till you know march and april and they're like man i wish i'd have been shooting up i'm I'm not i'm not shooting my best right now so 
Yeah. I just hope it's something that you guys will come out to. I know you got Wagner up there, always hosts some indoor and Tulsa Archery's not not close, close, but kind of up there by y'all. So they'll have some they'll have some indoor stuff, and y'all come down to the city at some point, and you know where the where the t-shirts, flash the logos, meet some people, and kind of it seems like you're a grassroots movement. You know, seeing people share your stuff on social media and tagging people in photos, and just use it as a just another opportunity to grow, kind of thing. Um, you have guys come shoot hunting bows for it all the time. You don't have to, you don't have to go full on. This is my indoor bow and it never sees sunlight, but it, you know, it's, it's something to do to pass the time. What's so, the uh, range on the limit there? Like what, what, when is the season for indoor? It never it stops for me. It never <laughs> stops. Okay. Gotcha. For me. Uh, <laughs> the last indoor event of the year is usually indoor nationals in uh, Louisville, Kentucky's end of March. So the big five, you got Lancaster at the end of Vegas. You got the Iowa Amp Pro-Am 900 Amp, some kind of Pro-Am in Iowa. You got Vegas in February and uh, the Rushmore Rumble, I think, has moved to January. So January, February, March, not much going on. I think the two that were in December have been moved to January. So January, February, March, usually. And it's it, it's just after deer season. I mean, archery kind of archery kind of stops October, November, uh, December. It's like when I go hunt, I'm at dad's and it's right up the road from Tulsa Archery. So I crawl out of the ground blind. I go get my indoor bow. We drive over to the range as soon as the sun goes down. So that that's a, just kind of how I do it. But not a lot of people are flinging indoor arrows besides Dave Bosca. <laughs> and and indoors, you might run into that guy that that is that slow shooter. That so <laughs> we'll, we'll admit what it is. I, I yeah. I'll take that dose of syrup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, it's just it's a it's a whole season about hanging out and passing the time, and you know you're shooting you're shooting a lot of you're shooting a lot of arrows, and in between that, you're waiting to shoot and waiting to pull and rinse and repeat. So I think you guys have a lot of opportunity there to get some people out. It's like, you know, some people don't shoot ASA and some people don't shoot this and that. It's like, Hey, there's, you know, something that y'all are offering for just about anybody that shoots a bow. So I think that's going to be something that you might see your numbers jump up over the winter without ever hosting a shoot. And that's kind of what we're hoping for you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think what would be cool is, Let's say you decide, oh, in January, there's no 3D going on. What happens if um, um, Odd Vein Out throws a, a 3D out there in January and Mother Nature cooperates and it, it's at least 40 degrees? <laughs> yeah. Man, that, that would be absolutely fun. Yeah. yeah we had a few uh, cold ones in March. Yeah. Oof. yeah. <laughs> there's a few cold ones in March. But yeah, we, uh, if, Mother Nature will cooperate. We'll do them. Yep. We'll we'll do them in January, February, March. Um, it's just playing around Mother Nature. And and I'm just going to say this for all the listeners: you won't know about that unless you get over to their Facebook page, their Instagram page, follow it, like it, whatever it's called on each one of them. That way, you know when they decide we're putting something together in ten days. So, so get over there, folks. Follow these folks. Definitely, definitely looking forward next year, depending on who's running our state ASA. Um, 
looking forward to scheduling stuff around you guys. Um, yeah. If you guys are going to host something up in that part of the world, up in Chelsea, Oklahoma, there's ranges all over there that if you're opening your books till two or three, you know, Tulsa has an ASA or Bartlesville has an ASA. Just make you guys the next stop before you drive home. Um, yeah. Looking, looking forward to back in the back in the day. I hear some of the the older fellows say, "Yeah, we used to shoot three tournaments in a weekend, no problem." Yeah. Uh, you know, they'd hit two on Saturday and one on Sunday, like it was nothing. And I think if we can schedule stuff right in, in close proximity, you yeah. know, I think that's just a great opportunity because it's. Shooting ASA is it's a long way to drive to shoot 20 arrows. And I know you guys have 20, 30, 35 arrow course on the way home. Um, almost makes it worth the gas, you know. You can drive, you can drive four hours. If you're shooting all day and driving home, you're already gonna be tired. Might as well double yeah. up. The difference that we used to do back then that from now is is we didn't have all this social media to put out shoots. We would yep. make up a flyer. We were jumping the car on a Saturday in mm-hmm. February and March, and we would hit every bow shop we, we could get to, drop off 25, 30 flyers, hang one on a wall, and go to the next one. You yeah. know, And nowadays, the shops that I get into, you don't see anything about shoots. So yeah. it must be all on social media. It's it's a, a big part of it. We we do drop off flyers um, every now and then for our shoots, and we we've actually had a lot of people show up. We always ask, hey, how'd you hear about us? You know, well, Tybo's Archery had your flyer up in their yeah. shop, and they're one of our sponsors that's helping us with Odd Bane Out uh, doing our bow giveaway. Um, we're working with Ty on that, so he's he's been very helpful. He comes out and shoots a lot. Um, killer killer dude when it comes to tuning bows awesome guy um has a great shop there in wagner so shout out to him um it's been a pleasure working with him this year and i think it's been a mutual um you know relationship he helps us out we help him out so see i think that's proven something right there that growth of archery isn't just social media you we this podcast doesn't touch everybody social media doesn't touch everybody um the 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 certain facebook pages doesn't touch everybody so, but the things that the hunters do is they still go to bow shops that's yep. right so i and still think that that's a big part of it of growth yeah. of every kind of archery growth is it needs to get out there still to to the to the common man out there and common woman that that is going in to see what the latest greatest is oh absolutely a, a quick fun little story for you um I think it was our second event of this year. We had a guy show up from Lubbock, Texas to shoot our shoot. And I was like, I asked him, that Hey, where drive. you drive? He's like, <laughs> Lubbock, Texas. And I was like, well, how in the world did you hear about us? He goes, well, I was driving through on work and I stopped at a local archery shop. It was the archery outpost here in Tulsa. And uh, a gentleman with a big beard and, uh, I was asking him, is there anything around here to shoot? And he's like, yeah, you need to go to odd Bane out and shoot that in Chelsea. And he gave it, gave that guy, one of our flyers. It was Chris flowers. who told him about it. And, uh, yeah. So like having the relationship with the shops, um, we're not married to one individual, you know, archery shop. We love them all. We want, we want all yeah. of them to succeed. And, uh, we try to maintain a relationship with all of them and promote every, one of the shops that are local. Um, 
that helps us and that helps them, you know? So that was really cool. Guy from Lubbock, Texas driving through, just happened to word of mouth, you know, different folks and uh, showed up, enjoyed it and said, if he's ever back, he'll shoot it again. You know? So that was really cool. That is hopefully it comes out for the shot. Hopefully yeah. you, yeah. yeah hope, hopefully you, you've him, gathered yeah. up emails throughout the, the year and can, and have blasted this oh, out yeah. to everybody. Good. Good. Yeah. I've yeah. got about, 300 different phone numbers I'll be sending texts to <laughs> here this week and next week. So, Oh cool. man. Well, Dave, do you have anything else? Man, I'm sitting good myself. How about you, Jeremy? Y'all two run just since we're coming to a close here, run through how everyone can still get a hold of you to, to get information about this shot. Um, the yeah, IG so, and the Facebook. Yeah. Uh, run them all off one more time. The best way to get um, any information on shot is through the Facebook shot page and it's called shot V3D experience. Um, you can also find all the information on the odd vein out archery, Facebook and Instagram. And then the rogue archer, Facebook and Instagram and the last arrow, Facebook and Instagram. So those are the, the, six main ways to contact us about shot. Um, all of us are, you know, publishing all the same information, the videos, the, the flyers on social media, posting questions and answers about it. Um, we're pushing it on all three of those sites. Cool. Uh, and you can also get on the pre-registration from all three of those as well. Okay. What are your uh, what are your pre-registration numbers looking like? You guys uh, in the several so hundred live for like two weeks, I think, and we're north of thirty um, okay. pre-registered line items, and and some of those are multiple people like registering, like one person registering for a family of three or four. So um, I would say probably in a head count, we're north of fifty probably right now with nice. okay. live two weeks. Um, I know a lot of the guys I talk to. Uh, at our last shoot, I'll be now. We're like, yeah, man, we're going to get it done before August 1st. I'm waiting for payday and we're looking for lodging. So I think there's some, well, it's only been out for two weeks. And the other part, I think people are like trying to schedule like where they're going to stay and whatnot. But I'm pretty pleased with 50 off of two weeks is not bad. So um, we're, we're hoping for north of 500 on a weekend. And you're always going to have those ones that just show up. So yeah. we that, welcome them too. That's perfectly fine. Yep. Love to hear it. Love yep. to hear it. I hope it's uh I hope it's something that's overwhelming for you. You know, hate so, hate hate to put the help out like that when you're the ones out there dragging targets up and down the mountain. But yep. if you're if you're gonna be hiking and sweating in the August heat, you know, I hope it's I hope it's several hundred for you. Um I know I know the TAC has just thousands of people that seem to come out of the woodworks. It's like I've never mm -hmm. seen that, never seen that guy before, but he's got an elk hunt booked and he's gonna be out there flinging them at 60 and 70 yards. Um so golly. Well, there'll be that opportunity at shot. We'll have a course that's kind of an extreme um challenge course, long, long distance and technical shots. And then there'll be a little bit of everything. There'll be some close hunting situations on one course we'll have a trad course and then unbound archery out of kansas he he sponsored one of the courses he's like i want mine to be extremely challenging that's what he wanted so it's like hey if you're the sponsor we'll do it we'll make one like 
tactile challenging, you know, and um, might be some trees involved, Neil, but. Uh, hey, it'll, it'll only take a couple hundred errors. That tree will come down. It will, yeah. man. <laughs> Lumber jacket. Yeah. A bit by bit. Uh, Dave, are you fired up to go shoot some 3D now? Have we, have we converted you? <laughs> well, let's just say I'm not leaving the air conditioning at this point. <laughs> it is hot out there. Um, and I don't know if my old slow bow would get beyond 20 yards. I think it'd be cool to take a, uh, take a couple of targets down there with a, like a canopy and a trailer, maybe attach the bow press to it, bring some serving stuff, you know, a couple razor blades and a lighter and just go talk to people about their form, talk to people about their grip, talk to people about their shot execution, you know, not, not necessarily have to hike up and down all, all the way to meet people, but just wave at them when they come by on the way to the food trailer. That'd be a, uh, that'd be something kind of cool to see, not necessarily bring a whole shop down, but Hey, my peep site slid. Hey, I need to recite in, hang out between the, you know, between the burger shack and the practice bags and, you know, just kind of meet people, network, shake hands kind of thing, swap stories, I think that'd be a pretty cool, pretty cool way to yeah, meet some people over the weekend. And there's truly a need for that too, at these yep. type of events. Like I spend, even at our shoots, I spend quite a bit of time running guys into the house where I have my little bow room, mm-hmm. helping with their peep or D loop or mm-hmm. uh, sight bubbles. It, it's, I, I get pretty busy with it. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I'm guilty too. This weekend at uh Deerman's, I, I show up and mine's a, my D loop is about, maybe three shots away from just go ahead and coming undone. And so picnic table, knife, lighter, new D loop. And I was good to go. So yeah, there is a need for that. It'd just be a cool idea to get, you know, struggle, struggle on the first morning and, you know, go talk to some people and be like, well, have you ever, have you ever blank bailed or hey, what's tell me about your shot process or, yeah. you know, tell me what's running through your head and, you can just spend 45 minutes with them, you know, get their name down, send them back up the mountain. It's like, man, I shot lights out. I, I don't know what it was. We, we we did that this weekend at the uh, Kansas State ASA. I had a pretty good group of guys, and we were talking strategy and mental process and shot execution the whole time. It's like we were a group collaboration of how to coach each other through this round, and I think that would be something that, you know, it's – I call tack the dress rehearsal for elk hunting. You know, it's yeah, like you yeah. see guys coming out that, you know, they might not have shot a ton that summer. You know, I didn't see him many ASAs or didn't see him at no indoors or stuff like that. It's like, okay, well now's the time to get better. And and we're all here, you know, several hundred of us together and everybody's had target panic. Everybody's worked through it. You know, I've double clutched one and let a release go off the side of a mountain about <laughs> took the side off the front of my bow. So, you know, you get around those people that it's not necessarily as intimidating as a as a tournament where we're all competing against one another but we're we're here to bring each other up you know i've i've right. been through it dave's been through it uh yeah. dave's helped me rebuild my bow down to you know it's not working let's change it let's change it now now's the time so i think that's going to be a great opportunity for people to fine tune and not necessarily you know if they don't like what's going on let's you know shoot the first half of it come down off the mountain and, you know, rework some stuff, maybe try a different size peep, try a clarifier, move your side in, move your bars around, maybe bear shaft tune, whatever you want to do. And, and instead of driving all the way home from a tournament where it's four hours of why did I miss every single yeah. arrow? You're up there like, man, I, I made three, made three little minute changes and went out there and shot lights out. 
And that's yeah. the attitude that we want around there. That is the whole thing that we're trying to promote right there. Like that's exactly it. So you, you mentioned something, Neil, that I'd like to echo. Um, the intimidation factor. I think there's a lot of people that are hesitant to go to a 3D shoot, whether it's ASA or odd vein out or attack event um, from an intimidation uh, fear. Like, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. I, I experienced that a lot with the guys that I work with. I try to pull like, come out and shoot. And like, well, I'm not good enough to, you know, shoot that 40 yards or whatever. And I was like, man, we got kids out here shooting. It yeah. is a fun event. You don't have to enter the jackpot and have, a, something on the line you can just be out there and, and shoot arrows this shot event that we're putting on there should be nothing intimidating about it i know there's going to be people out there that feel some intimidation but it's just come out and shoot some arrows and have fun that's what it's about you can do it with your family you can have kids with you we have a 71 year old lady that message just said i'm 71 years old and i'm bringing my bow out there and we're going to do this yeah i was like wow cool yeah you know so um, I just want to stress, like if, if you're a listener and you're feeling any kind of intimidation, man, just step up to the plate, come on out. You won't regret it. Well, let me ask you this for those that do feel a little intimidation for the, um, shot shoot, that sounds kind of odd, but the shot shoot, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come shoot the shot. There you go. Um, they can come down, pay their fee. And not necessarily enter a class. It it would be um for lack of better words, a fun class for them. Just pick there is their no class. Yeah. Yeah. Pick their course, walk out, and yes, there'll be a stake, I'm assuming. Right. And we'll if have you're a not happy with that. Yeah, if you're not happy with that and that's yeah. out of your realm, man, just walk towards it. Okay, I'm gonna go to this point, I'm gonna stop. Now I'm gonna shoot. Yep, you that is the design. To. That's right. That, that's right. That's the design of this uh, this course. There'll be one cone at each target. It'll be like the maximum range that we kind of thought like, oh, this is a cool shot to make. It might be 60 yards, but if you don't have a 60-yard pin or you're not comfortable making that shot, you can walk up to 40 or 30 or 20 or bring your kid up to 10 and shoot that sucker, and, you know, you're, you're good. There is no competition, and there's no classes with shot. That's right. So don't, don't be intimidated. Um, come yep. on out. This is the perfect time to see where you set for yep. 45 days from there. When, when, yeah. when yep. October one hits, you need yep. to know. That's right. That's right. It's a good warm up for hunting season. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Well, I think you guys are doing a, doing a really great thing for archery. Um, I've seen a, ton of response online from guys that are hitting your your local tournaments and i hope i hope they travel i hope they travel for you um so we're really looking forward to seeing what kind of turnouts here and and next year just building on it you know um i hope we can schedule stuff around you guys in chelsea and have have dual support from the asa guys and if you're doing it early season we'll come out and shoot indoor in the morning get warmed up and get out in the cold when the sun shines um Hope you guys are just seeing more and more numbers coming up and uh, we'll get in touch with you soon. We're going to get out to one of these and maybe, you know, talk about bringing that trailer down and we'll have a blank bell clinic or we'll have a, how do you set your hand in your bow clinic? I know that's something that, that Dave and I go over week after week, you know, tell me what your process is. How, how do you make this repetitive? And we'll get out there and, you know, do some hands-on stuff and 
you just walk the mountain with people. Sounds like a sounds like a great place to grow archery. That is it. That awesome. is yeah. it. Well, Jeremy, Brian, we appreciate you coming on. Nickel Neal, thanks a lot. We appreciate you. Um, I want to tell everybody, um, go like and follow this podcast so that you know when the next one comes out. You'll find out about other great events. And I tell you what, after they have their big shot, we're, we're going to go over some recaps. We want them to email us or, or jump back on for 15, 20 minutes and tell us how it went and all that. So y'all guys up for something like that? Absolutely. On it. Oh, cool. Cool. Thanks, well, thanks for yeah. having us on, guys. Never Absolutely. You guys. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. I'm glad to have you all. Thank you. you. All right. We ended that recording. Um,